Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Ann Brown, and she is the spa director at the Lodge Four Seasons in Lake Ozark. And I discovered Ann on Facebook. It goes back to, if you've heard any of my teachings before, I always say that when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I started thinking about something, something new I wanted in my business And the next day, or maybe two days later, this video of this beautiful woman popped up on my Facebook feed. It was a sponsored ad, and she was talking about exactly what I wanted to bring into my business, but a new and exciting approach to something that had been very mainstream in the spa world. And I'm not going to give it all away because this interview is so worth listening to. And is a beautiful person and she has given back so much to our industry and you're going to see and hear and even feel in your heart what she does every single day to really contribute to the beauty biz world. She talked a little bit about how just before this interview, she ran into an employee that had been helping an an employee at the Four Seasons had been helping his grandmother who was ill. And she said, after we hang up, I'm going down because I want to make his life even better. And that's how she seems to approach everything that she does. She is certified uh, nail tech. She's a licensed esthetician, massage therapist, cosmetologist, and she has a degree in business. And really what she's done with all of her life lessons is just absolutely incredible. And there's so much we can learn from her. She gave me an aha moment that there are so many different opportunities in the beauty biz world. And quite often, we just aren't even aware of all the amazing things we can do in this industry. So go ahead, listen in and enjoy the show. Ann Brown is an amazing inspiration. And after the show, you're going to want to visit her website to find out more information about this incredible new product that she's introduced to the beauty biz world. Her website is www.saltability.com. And she's going to share all the juicy details surrounding this product that she has recently introduced to our beauty biz world. Hello, and welcome to the beauty biz show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. Hey everybody, it's Lori Crete here, your host for the Beauty Biz Show, and today I'm really excited to introduce you to our guest, Anne Brown. Hi Anne, how are you? Hey, great. Thanks for having me, Lori. I appreciate you being here. I was reading over some of your bio and the information on your website, and you're one busy gal. Uh, you know, I love it that way, and I feel very God grateful to, you know, kind of manage it all and I'm not saying I manage it perfectly, but I feel very, a lot of gratitude about it. Yeah. You know, sometimes it, the chaos can be a beautiful thing if it it's, we're doing what we love. So where are you today? I am, I run a 20 treatment room spa in Lake Ozark, Missouri. Um, we win plenty of awards every year and that's challenging to do in the Midwest. So I'm, I wear two hats. I am the spa director and I It actually was a bowling alley when I opened it in 2000, and at that time I was opening resort spas for a living, so I had jumped around from 
Palm Beach, Atlanta, Missouri, and I actually had a job in Santa Barbara uh, a year later and ended up meeting my husband on my interview, and we just celebrated our 14th anniversary. So I'm in my office at the spa, and uh, now I'm juggling two hats between a spa director job and this new business I created last year. We're going to get into this new business because that's how I discovered you. But I have a few questions to ask you. First of all, it's it's a Four Seasons that you're at. Is that correct? In Lake Ozark? It is. That's right. It's a lodge of Four Seasons. So we have uh, about 380 rooms and we're built on the largest man-made lake in the United States. Um, and it's just a beautiful setting. It's kind of South Beach of the Midwest. It's where the Midwesterners go to have their second home or condo and congregate as families. A lot of family lifestyle, a lot of easy, relaxed water bars and people go by boat. And really, it is just a relaxation haven. You know, it's funny because a lot of I live in Los Angeles and a lot of my my friends here, their families are entertainers in the Lake Ozark area. Yeah, that's funny. Now, Branson is about 80 minutes from us and a lot of entertainers certainly live there. We used to have like, um, gosh, there was a place I'm from, uh, was raised in Florida called Cypress Gardens, and they had a lot of world-class water skiers, and they all came to Lake Ozark in the summer and skied and then went to the winter uh, months in Florida. So it's really, it's got kind of, it's steeped in a lot of history here, and it's really a lot of affluent, very affluent people live here part-time, but they kind of decompress. They leave their technology and their big lives behind. And I don't know if you were raised in LA, but in the Midwest where I was not raised, people don't mind getting in a SUV and traveling five to eight or nine hours. That's kind of customary. Whereas I'm more East Coast and you sound West Coast, we don't spend, unless we're in traffic, more than about 40 minutes in a car. So it is a little bit of a different culture because A lot of people come from Iowa and Chicago and Nebraska and neighboring states and come and relax here. Well, you know, what's funny that you say that I actually am from Vermont and we had an RV, you know, that kind of campery thing on wheels, but we would only drive it 45 minutes to go to a lake. So it was kind of the perfect combination of both. But, you know, a Midwesterner would say that's hardly a drive in in an RV, you know? Right. Well, you know what I'm picturing when you explain this Lake Ozark is like an updated kind of trendy, dirty dancing movie type place. You remember? (laughs) People honestly let their hair down. Like when I first arrived, I ended up getting an exercise physiologist from Telluride at the Peaks, which is a very pinnacle Uh, setting for people that take extreme sports very seriously or athleticism and he just sat around I I thought this is going to be big we're going to have all these people and you know that want to come work out and they don't they really want to relax and I don't mean that they just absolutely get drunk or do something silly but they really want to let their hair down and decompress and they do it with their families they bring We have a lot of girlfriends packages here at the resort and at the spa because it's kind of, you know, you can get into St. Louis, drive a couple hours and be down here. So it's it's a nice area in the Midwest and it's affordable. You know, I have to say we, you know, are not going to be the same pricing as you would see in L.A. or New York or Chicago. So it's um, 
you know, affordable in ways as well. I was just on looking at your, your website for the spa at the Four Seasons and I'm like, darn, I'm going to have to go here. This is a Four Seasons I can afford. You guys yeah. have a great price point. And we do. And, you know, some of that is that Midwestern cultural background. You know, it's very hard you know, our economics just don't allow us to kind of charge $175 for a massage, but we're very busy um, at 105 or 135 We do a nice job. All the therapists go through a lot of training. I'm kind of, my background is being licensed in all areas of spa and, uh, you know, getting my business degree. But, you know, I feel if we can educate our staff, they can educate the consumer and then the consumer can start to really own their own wellness. I love that. And I have so many questions for you because you do seem to be in the all encompassing realm of the beauty biz world. So, but I want to go back a little bit because part of what I like to do on the show is have some girl talk. Now you said you were at an interview in Santa Barbara and you met your husband. So you got to fill me in on that. Well, I actually interviewed here. Believe it or not, I had already been slotted for the Ritz-Carlton New Orleans property. Um, I had gone through all their psychological testing and all that and interview, and it was still being built, and I had gone out there to check it out, and a headhunter kept calling me for this property in Missouri, and I actually just came out here to see the property and maybe see if I knew someone that would be right for the job, and it was still a bowling alley, and I actually met him here on my interview at, at the time, now uh, his parents have some investors, but they they solely own the lodge. Uh, it's privately owned. And um, so I met him. He was the guy that drove me around to show me areas, uh, you know, that I could live or eat or where I would work out. I just, I'd asked his mother, who I had not met Peter at that time. I just said, is there someone that can drive me around? I've got about 40 minutes before I need to leave for the Kansas City Airport. And she said, yeah, I'll have someone come right up under the portico share and pick you up. So this fellow just drove me around, and he's a financial analyst. And I don't know who you're married to, but I, I think that opposites attract. My <laughs> husband is very introverted, and he is insanely intelligent. He's a Harvard grad, a USC grad, a Michigan grad, and he... I'm in awe of his intelligence, but he never looked at me once. He said, this is a nice place to eat. This is a nice place <laughs> to live. And when I got out of his SUV, I just thought, I started, maybe I should take this job for a year. You know, I mean, I don't know, something felt right. And we could go on and on, but I ended up going back. I had opened a small luxury hotel property in North Atlanta owned by a German prince. It's called uh, Barnsley Gardens. And it's a beautiful property, and they're just kind of revamping the spa right now. And um, I met a gal at an herb shop, and she was doing Orasoma. Long story short, it's kind of this identity of looking at these bottles that have these different colorings and picking them. And they do it at Miyamo and Sedona and some of these, you know, uh, in Carmel they do it. It's some of these vortex kind of places in the United States. And the lady will read you kind of like almost tarot cards, what your life is about to unfold and what's been going on or what's restricting you. And so this gal just said, can you sit down for 10 minutes? And I ended up sitting down and she said, there's something going on in your heart right now. And you know, you need to make this decision based on your heart and not your head. And 
Uh, she told me six or seven other things that were spot on. And I just thought, you know, I should do this. I know I should do this. I know I should take this leap of faith and move to Missouri, even if it was for a year. And that's about how long I spent to open the spa, get the menu and the staffing going and make it, you know, run pretty well before I left. And I've not looked back. Um, it's been a great ride. I think that Orisoma, if anybody is listening to this, um, I know Miyamo does it. And there's a few other spas around the United States. It was really spot on. How so, do you spell it? I've never heard a, of it. I think it's A-U-R-A-S-O-M-A, maybe with a hyphen, Orisoma. I haven't looked at it in years, but one time I was going to go out to Miyamo and I could not believe that they did this work. And you look at all these beautiful glass bottles and they're kind of filled with half oil and half water. So they have these different colorings in them and you just pick a few. And please forgive me, Orisoma therapist, if I'm not doing this exactly right or saying it exactly right, because it has been 16 years ago or 15 since I actually, it's been 16 since I did it. And you just look at the bottles and then they can tell you things about why you picked the bottles. And there were so many things spot on about it that I ended up writing my resignation letter and sending it to the HR person in Atlanta and negotiating a pretty good deal for me. I, I, uh, one of my adages in life is you don't get what you want. You get what you negotiate. Ah, so I'm I always, love that. A, and as, as much of a tree hugger as I am and very principled in walking my talk, I feel that everyone should negotiate what's best for them. And I don't mean negotiate, be a hard sell or, you know, be bitter or try and get too much, but just what's in their heart. I think, you know, sometimes I see these young girls that get engaged or things like that. And I think it should be, uh, you know, if you love someone and they love you, you should be, you know, mentoring and working together on how you want your marriage and how you want your lives to look. And I think sometimes as women, we take a back seat and say, well, he's supposed to do that or da da da. So I was certainly saying negotiating a good salary and, you know, a good one year for me. But I do think we should look at is this the best for me? So I'm not saying kind of a hard sell negotiation. I like that. Is this the best for me? And negotiate yeah. what you feel is right. And congratulations on the 14 years together from that. Yes, thank you. That awesome decision that you made. I love it when we find something and some people may view it as being out there. Or some people may view it as being exciting, but something that speaks to our soul so powerfully that leads us in the right direction. I'm not, I'm a real person. Trust me, there was some fear involved. And if I wasn't fearful, it, it maybe it wouldn't have been the right decision. And I'm not saying we should live with fear. But, you know, when I was driving across the United States in my car waiting for, you know, the, uh, the uh, travel trailer to bring my little belongings to Ann Maloney at the time in, you know, the year 2000, you know, I was nervous. I thought people said to me in the spa industry, this could be the death of you. You know, you're going to a spa in the Midwest and there's not a ton of presence, you know, besides Chicago. Sure. There's the Langham and the, uh, you know, Peninsula and there's big spas and Kohler certainly in Wisconsin, uh, Sundara in uh, Wisconsin as well. There's some good presence of spas in the Midwest, but back in 2000, no, there wasn't. So they were right. This could have been the absolute death of my career. 
But I think that, you know, we need to kind of keep our ear open and listen to people, but know what's in our heart. Yeah. To make a decision from that place is a very powerful thing. And I like talking to you because what you make me realize and so many other people listening and realize is there's just so many opportunities in the beauty biz world. You said you were out helping a prince from, where did you say? He was from Germany. A German prince opened a hotel and the spa part of it. Like who even thinks that that's available to us? Well, and one of my other big adages in life is, you know, there's a book called In the Meantime, and it was, I don't know, published in 98 or something. And it really talked about women being single and you know, don't, you know, this meantime can take up so much of our lives that we almost become paralyzed. But some of my best things that have happened in my life are not when I'm on duty, but then I'm myself, my authentic self all the time. Like I met that German prince when I was helping consult at Mar-a-Lago for the Trumps. And I know Trump's got a big name now and he's a presidential (laughs) candidate and all that, but Back in 2000, he had a lot of financial woes, and he wasn't a perfect man. And I'm not qualifying if he is now or not. But um, so, you know, in helping at Mar-a-Lago, I ended up meeting Prince Fugger, and then that helped me get the job in Atlanta. So it was not really my day job. Or I always think if you walk your talk, even when you're off duty, it seems as though so much happens for me when I'm not my eight to five and Brown, but when I'm walking my mantra in life, people recognize it and say, Hey, I met this gal and she, this, and maybe she can help us do this, or maybe we can get her to do this. And I think it's those offerings in life that have reminded me just to stay true to who I am, because as I would remind every woman listening to this, which I say every morning to myself, which is, a little bit of humbling, I say, you're enough. I I say, you are enough. And that's all I can be. All I can be is the best that Ann Brown can be. And I often will say, you're enough. You're enough today that, you know, you're doing good. Thank you. know, I appreciate myself. I say, thank you for doing that. You're enough. Thank you. Like this morning, I did a hot bar class at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I was looking out at the lake as the sun was coming up. And I just say, I always say thank you when I wake up, that my body's able to get me up, that I don't have some genetic or some type of problematic uh, health issue that doesn't allow me to work out. I feel that it's a blessing, even though it's a hard class. I mean, the gal even said this morning, I don't like the stares I'm getting at some of you girls back (laughs) at me. But, you know, I feel it's a blessing and I don't live my life with just a million blessings. I have two kids and I'm on charitable boards. And sometimes I do get pinched where I feel a little wiped out, which I'm sure you do too. And I'm sure a lot of women do, but you know, I try and I think gratitude and even giving yourself your own gratitude can replenish kind of your love tank. Oh gosh. Yesterday morning I, I take tennis and I get up at six 30 in the morning so I can go do something nice for myself. And it was funny. My tennis pro said, Lori, stop focusing on what you're doing wrong and start focusing on what you're doing right. And that was a powerful lesson for me to appreciate the fact I'm out there at six for 30. The sun is coming up. It's beautiful. I'm having fun. And sometimes we need those little reminders and it's good to tell ourselves I am enough. Yeah. And you know, to me, what I do, that's like, I don't, I do yoga once a week and I should Lori do it 
five times a week. I'm kind of a type A that's, you know, maybe moderated in understanding who I am. But um, for me, meditation is what I give, is kind of that intention for myself. And for me, like you, tennis might be your own kind of form of meditation where, you know, you kind of get retrospective about, who you are and that you're lucky to be playing tennis and that it's a privilege and you're outside and it's a beautiful surroundings. And, you know, I can fill myself with a lot of that because I listen, I, I get a daily uh, deal from, um, Oh uh, gosh, the universe. Oh yes. Mike Dooley. I get those too. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And it says thoughts become things choose wisely. Yeah. I love my morning notes from the universe. They're very powerful. They are. And I would recommend everyone going to the universe knows. I think, um, you know, he has a book, but just those little daily deals that kind of say, Hey, you know, I know something's nagging at you, but you know, let it go. And, you know, I'm here for you and rock on today, you know, something silly like that, but you know, we have to kind of help ourselves. I mean, you know, it's a struggle. Life is not, just perfect and roses and everything else. And I feel that when I fall on my knees and I get back up, I, I think, what did I learn from that? And how grateful I am to be standing back up again. That's very, very good way to look because we're all going to do things at work and then things we struggle a little bit in. And I, you have such a great attitude about everything. Where, where are you from? Where did you grow up? I'm from Toronto. I was born in Toronto. My parents are both from Ireland, the south part of Ireland. And my dad was a thoroughbred racehorse trainer, and he actually moved to Toronto. And then we ended up moving to Ocala, Florida. Uh, He actually worked for George Steinbrenner on his farm, and he was very much into bloodlines, breeding, thoroughbreds. So we had, he also did the racing part of it. So he would get the two-year-olds in training, get them racing, and then he would either sell them or he would send them to different tracks around the United States. And I have to say, Lori, I learned a work ethic of being on that farm um, like you wouldn't believe. My parents ended up splitting up, never divorcing, because my mom was crazy Catholic, in a good way, everyone. <laughs> and um, she didn't believe in divorce. So my parents never dated or anything, but... I have to say, you know, that was probably the first painful, truly painful thing that I didn't know how to recognize when I was six and my parents split up, even though they weren't, they were both older. My mom was 40 when I was born and my dad was 50. It was still something that, you know, that old kind of mindset, that Irish mindset, they didn't speak about anything. Uh, They didn't talk about why they split up. They didn't say, hey, we still love you. So I have to say, if you're sounding, if I sound too good to be true, it's from a lot of very expensive therapists. (laughs) And I just want to be honest with everyone that, you know, sure, there was, this is the Ann Brown 20 years ago, or Ann Maloney was, you know, a self-destructive college girl and, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places because, you know, I, I needed to not feel abandoned. And some of those things that, most women feel. I wondered how you ended up going to college in Florida. So it was your family moved there from Toronto. And then you, you actually studied business. 
I did. I actually had a golf scholarship at a junior college in uh, Jacksonville around Ponte Vedra, Florida, which was great. I don't know if there's any golfers will be listening, but it's a mecca of great golf. So I played two years of golf and then I went uh, and moved to Gainesville and got my business degree. And I ended up leaving after college. I went to Orlando and started working for Equifax, a credit bureau company. And I just had a lot of student loans and I needed a job and it was a good job. And I ended up starting to work in the hospital area doing hospital billing and um, I actually some collections part of it for Equifax, which was fairly, you know, it was pretty ethical work. And I just put, you know, stubbed my toe in the spa industry. I ended up moving down to Palm Beach with a boyfriend at the time and he was a commercial pilot. And so he didn't really want me to be traveling and working so much. And I ended up uh, starting to work on uh, my master's degree and ended up going to nail technician school because I thought maybe I could start a day spa and write off some of his taxable income. So I started in nail school. Then I went to work at PGA National, which at the time was the largest resort spa in the United States in the early 90s. And I met my mentor there. Her name is Ann Bramham, and uh, she's an English beauty therapist and steeped in understanding, an MLD practitioner, a Dr. Vader MLD practitioner, and just world class. Everything she did, she did it with intention. And I had some health concerns when I worked there. I had, which now has become pretty well aware, it's called interstitial cystitis, which is uh, a lining problem in your bladder. And um, I didn't know what it was then, so I had been treated with, you know, a lot of antibiotics for years. And she helped me. She said, you can do whichever way. You can go Eastern, Western medicine. That's up to you. I'm going to show you the natural way, and if you, you choose. And I met her in a reflexology class where I was learning reflexology techniques on the feet. And I ended up, I wasn't very open. I would say I was kind of a arms arms length distance away kind of person. I'd get to know you, but not very well. And she said, hey, come on in and see me. And I had to work on everything, Lori. I had to work on my diet. I had to pull caffeine and alcohol. I had to get my system very alkaline. I had to pay out considerable money to have people work on me because my lymphatic system was very sluggish. I was very acidic. And all that brought me to my knees in, gosh, 93, and I never have had a symptom since. Wow. Wow, that is powerful. It So, I mean, I don't know how you found the time to do all that you've done. What I am noticing about you is you're a real connector. You excel in life. Probably you could give a lot of credit to the people you've surrounded yourself with and that you immerse yourself in getting to know. Yeah, I think... You know, they say when you're ready to learn, the teacher will appear. And I know I'm full of these cliche terms, but I think everyone has to have their eyes open and say, hey, what's what's the message for me in this? What am I to learn? And I met a woman that treated me unbelievably. And what I lacked from my childhood, Lori, and I had good parents, was support. Um, And I remember once she was doing some essential oil work on me. And she said, you know, what's popping into my mind is who supports you? And I thought, you know what? No one. 
And that's when I started to change my ways to be a connector, not only to get support for me, but to also give it. And you know yourself, the more you give, the more you receive. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like it, it, one of the reasons I, when I was doing my research on you and your company, I, one of my favorite quotes is when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I say it all the time. I try to teach that to other people. I love that. And, but the big part of that, that many of us are missing is looking for that teacher or being aware of this opportunity when it presents itself to us. Yeah. I mean, so many people go on, go in life with their blinders on. And I know if that's your quote and it's mine, you know who they are. You can almost kind of run into them and be like, gosh, I wish I could take their blinders off. Yes. And sometimes you almost know that you can't help take their blinders off. They're going to have to do it for themselves. And I luckily was around a few pivotal people in my life that allowed me to take them off. And I didn't judge myself, nor did they. And that's what I want to pay it forward. I don't, you know, I don't want to work with judgment. I think everybody has their own pace in life, their own vibration. And when it needs to happen, it'll happen. But I, like I said, I'm God grateful it did. I mean, there was, at PGA, there was a lot of neat people. Um, I met a woman that was the head fundraiser for NAMI, which is the National Association of Mentally Incapable. And she was just a quiet force behind me all the time. She was a wealthy woman. Her Actually, her husband made all the leather for Bass and Nike shoes around the United States. And she was just one of those women that you know, was always on your side. Even if you fell down, she'd pick you back up, not say much. And, and I needed those. I met a lot of great clients at PGA that just, I knew that they were supportive. And it really helped me because I think that we've got to create our own threading of our support in our lives. And you don't know what you don't know. So if it's not there and you don't have it, sometimes it's hard to make it happen. Yes. It, 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 who was it that encouraged you? Was it at, when you were at PGA to go? Because I know now you are licensed in as a nail tech, as an esthetician, as a cosmetologist, as a massage therapist. Who encouraged you to keep having this business degree and then getting all these other licenses and certifications is just phenomenal. I don't know where you found the time or who encouraged you to do this. Um, it was probably my mentor, Anne, uh, who has a really great postgraduate program called Aztec. It's A-S-T-E-C-C dot com. And she works with some of the highest level spas in the United States, um, like the Montage Group and things like that. And I was lucky to be a disciple of hers. And she honestly felt I shouldn't go to massage school. But, you know, sometimes when your mentor says one thing, you get to then almost uh, digest what you think should happen for you. And I started to kind of grow up. I mean, I was in, I was probably 22 or 23 or four at the time. And I said, you know what? I do want to go to massage school. So I went in the evenings and then I started working at the Jupiter Island club, which is the most exclusive private club in the United States. And all those people were just the coolest members, the heir to uh, Campbell Soup and the heir to uh, the Wall, uh, to Chrysler and the Fords live there and uh, you name it, Nelson Doubleday. And um, they were just old money clients were just the coolest. They were 
funny, they were supportive, they were engaging, they talked at a very high level, and it made me want to reach. I didn't want to just be doing okay. And I don't mean that financially, I mean in my heart and my head together. I wanted to keep reaching because these people, these clients, just had it in them to do what was right. And what I saw is there's a little difference between new money and old money. And that old money, they were just so grateful, so grateful and full of gratitude to be living and uh, have such a privileged life and to see their grandchildren go to Ivy League schools because they could afford it. And it just helped me with my own perspective in life. So I worked a lot. I, you know, I credit my Irish parents. I'm a worker. I, I don't know, Lori, about you, but if I, you know, if money was never an issue, I would still be opening a philanthropic uh, company or I would... I would still be trying to be around think tank people because it's so, it just makes my heart smile to be around people that you can feel the energy just popping off of them. You know, it's, it's been a powerful learning lesson for me and you just made me aware of something I've never thought of before. I am surrounded by these incredibly wealthy, successful women in Los Angeles. I have famous actresses and I have women that are just married into great wealth that give, 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 and then judges and attorneys. And being around these people has inspired me to do better in my life. I never thought about that before, but gosh, you know, who you attract into your business can change your life. But, you know, you just said it. I mean, uh, gosh, you know, God knows this could be, um, you know, it is kind of the law of attraction. Yeah. You know, they say birds of a feather flock together. And it's not that I don't want to hang out with uh, construction guys or whatever, I mean, I, when I was just walking down to get on uh, Skype with you, I um, was speaking to a bell stand guy who's gone to a great university here called Westminster, and he's helping his ailing grandmother. So when we get off our call, I'm going to talk to him about possibly making him a spa management intern and helping him grow his life because he's kind of stuck right now. He has to help his grandmother. But in the meantime, and I say that a lot, what's he going to do and who's he going to become? Because as you well know, companies are looking for someone that are constantly reaching. And it's very hard for him to say to a future employer, well, I spent 20 months helping my grandmother after my grandfather died and his grandmother raised him, you know, to to get her finances in order so that she could move to Florida. You know, that doesn't usually get you the best job out there. So I just, you know, I spent eight minutes with him and I said, hey, let me call you when I'm done because I want to help. But you know what? I get so much out of that. My plate is so full when I am helping other people. I love it. And you know what's something I've really noticed with this show and one of the board members of iSpa, Noelle Esmar, has introduced me to iSpa. I didn't really pay much attention to it before. You said you know her well. I do know her extremely well. I uh, We are both a horsey girl. She's got yes. an equestrian line. I could send you photos right now of me jumping horses with her equestrian lines uh, with some of her clothing on. She's a, a dear friend. I really like her. She took me under her wing at iSpa, which I'm so bummed I didn't get to meet you this year when I was there, because you were on my to-do list when I got there. Wow. And I saw Noelle three or four times. 
Yeah, I saw her quite a bit there too. And then I got home and I'm like, shoot, I never met half the people I wanted to. But what I found is these big players at iSpa, including you, you guys are so generous with your knowledge and your time and taking people under your wing. And it, are you still on the board for iSpa? I'm not. It's a three-year position. Uh, I was on the board uh, 2009, 10, and 11, and I was on the education committee from 2002 to 2007, and myself and Lori Hutchinson, who I dearly love, who uh, owns Hutchinson Consulting, we did an interview guide for iSpa one year that's been distributed through all of the iSpa members, and I helped with eight or 10 people co-author a couple of books that are used in spa management degrees for retail and financials and just understanding spa management. And the one thing Lori is, that's my other, that's my extended family. Like there's people that I've been to 20 I spa conferences. Those are my, I know them longer than my husband. Yeah. It's such a powerful and supportive group. I, I'm so glad Noelle convinced me into joining and I went as media this year and I, I'm going to apply to be a speaker next year. I just loved the whole concept of it. And it's great. And you get, you just feel the energy and the lights coming on in your own head. Like when I was on the board of iSpa, we would meet, you know, every quarter and we would have this huge think tank and we would have a hundred page agenda and we would be answering the questions and the budgetary concerns and the future thinking of the International Spa Association. But what, as prepared as I went, Lori, and I am always prepared, I got so much in return. I mean, and you know, Michael Tompkins is the chair and he was on the board when I was leaving. And Michael lives here in St. Louis, and he's a dear, dear friend. I actually have gone out twice uh, to Miraval to see him. Um, He is a real, you know, you saw him on stage. He's got the energy of a nine-year-old boy that's just gotten in trouble all the time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I interviewed him on the show a few months ago, and you fall in love with him the second you talk to him. And then when he came out with Boldajar and they did that whole thing at Spa, I could not stop laughing. I didn't expect it. And that's how Michael is. And that's how Boldajar is. Like we, you can tell that no normal people at a huge conference of 2,400 people would act that way. But we know (laughs) those people are our family and we get a big stitch out of it. You know, it's a hoot. Yeah, it was quite entertaining. But so, you know what, let's actually segue into something new and exciting that you're doing, because this is what you were promoting at iSpa, and that is your company called Saltability. That's right. And this is how I discovered you, because I want to start bringing hot stone massages into my facials. And I go, one day, you know, it goes back to your saying, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I started thinking about this, and two days later... Your beautiful face pops up on a video, a sponsored ad on Facebook with your really new cool concept. So will you speak to everybody about what this is? I will. Um, a couple of years ago, I got introduced about, oh gosh, it's been two years, um, to Himalayan saltstone massage. And I just fell in love with the concept. And it was really just getting off the ground. Uh, A a gal that was a massage therapist was just doing continuing education units and not much of uh, heavy on the business side. Um, And she was kind of happy just teaching therapists how to do it. And so 
there was no real good way of warming the stones or keeping them consistently warm. So um, I play golf uh, every week with my husband in a couples league. And long story short, there's an entrepreneur that we work, that we play golf with who's just cutting edge. I mean, if you think about it or it can happen, he's already got a patent on it. And I said to him, um, I said, hey, Dave, can you help me with this? And he said, no, but I've got an engineer that can. So I met with this engineer and we started specking out this warmer that would be low power, no chemicals, um, no water usage. Because for all of you out there that have ever had a hot stone massage, they're smooth black basalt stones or volcanic and they're put in this big turkey roaster apparatus. Sometimes they dress up the turkey roaster, but it is a roaster that uses a ton of electricity, 1,500 watts. It uses five gallons of water, and they have to put a lot of toxic chemicals in the water to kill the dead skin cells and some of the debris because those stones are in the same water all day for different clients. And I do some consulting around the United States for resort spas primarily, and I was pulling those hot stone roasters out of a lot of spas because I didn't like the bacteria, I didn't like the the water, and I didn't like the uh, electric use. So, lo and behold, last October, I had decided I was going to debut my company at iSpa, and I had told zero of my friends, maybe my closest four. And this engineer and I worked from July till September to design this warmer. I took the only prototype I had. I only had one to iSpa. I got a backdrop. I took two therapists with me. That is another long story how I met them. And um, we did reflexology treatments. And that video you watched on Facebook, we had that on an iPad. In our booth, you would think we were giving away free chocolate. Can I ask you one quick question? At this point, did you only have a warmer or did you have the Himalayan salt stones? I did have the Himalayan salt stones. So my husband ended up going to a one-year program in Harvard and he graduated in uh, July of 2014. When he graduated with 30 other uh, people, about 20 of them were international. They were coming over to Harvard every two months for two weeks at a time to get this degree program in commercial real estate, and two of the guys were from Pakistan. And that's where all the Himalayan salt is mined primarily in the world. And one of them I sat down to talk with, and he said, oh, I sell, he makes jeans for H&M and Zara. He has a huge plant in Pakistan. He said, but my brother-in-law sells basmati rice all over the world, and he's getting in the Himalayan salt business. Can we introduce via Skype? And I said, absolutely. So we have this guy that's helping us I specced out the sizes of these stones there's a round an oval and a teardrop and we started getting them in in a very short period of time and I can say short but if you've ever had a sea container come from uh, Pakistan it takes about 30 days in the ocean so it is kind of a little bit of a time lapse but I did have the stones ready and I had my one prototype and we went and I decided to get a suite at next to the Mandalay Bay where the, the uh, function was at. And I brought these therapists to do treatments in the suite. 
One of my best or close friends, Jim uh, Chenave, who owns Living Earthcraft or is the CEO, he allowed me to borrow a massage table. And so, I, took it up, I took it up to the suite and I did some private treatments on some potential clients. One of those, including Spa Nordstrom around the United States. How did you they, know these people, though? I think that people, this is like such a powerful thing you could share with our listeners. Everybody has an idea. You actually made it happen, but you make it sound like it was so easy to get Spa Nordstrom to you. How no, the heck did you contact them and or get a big player like that to be interested in your new offering? Yeah, you know, like if you, if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, how did this, I mean, <laughs> I am in awe of it sometimes, but Here's what I have to say about that, because it's not all me. I put out, I have a PR girl who does amazing work. And I she, was going to ask you about her in a little bit, too. She is good, and she is just, she knows what to do, and we execute together very well. So I had a beautiful email blast put out, and I said, hey, are you tired of hot stone massage? I'm Ann Brown, blah, 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 blah. I've been a veteran, da, da, da. And so I said, here's my concept. And... I sent it out to 40 people that I had hoped would become interested in uh, possibly getting a treatment. And I have to admit, and Parvin, um, who runs all the spa Nordstroms in North America, who's been with Nordstrom for, gosh, Parvin, if you're listening, 25 years, I believe, she emailed me back and said, I think she was out of the country and she said, I'm very interested. Can you tell me a little bit more? So I emailed her. She emailed me back and she said, she was very forthright. She goes, look, I look at a lot of things. I look at a lot of lines. This is probably going to be a no, but there is some interest on my behalf. She okay. was kind of saying to me, don't bother me a lot, but I'm interested. And you know, you and I, we pick up clues like that pretty quick. So we ended up getting on a phone call and I said to her, Harvin, her um, corporate spa director's name, Vicki in Seattle, and she's a lovely woman inside and out. And I said to Vicki and Parvin, can you come for a treatment? And she said, look, Ann, we get into uh, Vegas at 8 p.m. We have a dinner and we get up in the morning and we're leaving the next night. I don't know how we could get a treatment. And I said, well, I'll do a 9 and a 10 p.m. treatment. Oh, my and goodness. She said, Good for she's, you. And she said, that'll work. And the next night I was at a private party um, and I had on a black tuxedo suit. And I have to say, whether I'm fit or not, the suit was great looking. And the, at the time, Lisa, the vice president of Clarisonic said to me, and that's a beautiful looking suit. And I said, well, thank you. Now I had not met Vicki or Parvin at this point. All I knew is they had gotten the treatment and I was trying to leave them alone. So this woman, this woman, Lisa, says to this woman next to her, Parvin, isn't this a great looking suit? So now my ears are up because she doesn't know who I am. And she said, I love the suit. And I said, are you Parvin? I think it's Zada. And she said, yes. And I said, I'm Ann Brown with Saltability. And I hope I don't get emotional, but she said, we love it. We're going to do it. And I started to cry. Oh, this, this is what I call divine order. Yeah. And she said, don't cry. This is what you deserve. Wow. 
And I ended up spending quite a bit of time with them here at iSpa. They came by the booth three times, which is two times too many for Parvin. And she was like, (laughs) we love you, Anne. We're crazy about this. Our therapists are crazy. So smart on their behalf, Lori, because Parvin's a savvy woman. You know what I mean? To get an email and say, I don't know, this could have some legs. Let me check this out. I mean, thank God that Nordstrom has her in place because guess what she's done with the brand? You know, she has the innovation to look at something small and say, this could be big. And she asked me the tough questions. What are your inventory levels? Can you supply us? Do you have insurance? You know, all those tough questions, but I was ready and I had the answers for her. So we went live in March of this year with all the spa Nordstrom's in North America. I, they, they had me get on conference calls with each of the leads and the spa directors. I mean, they are very thorough in their education, but we also went live with, uh, we've just gone live with all the Woodhouse spas in North America, and there's about 60 of them, and they're growing 20 a year. So there's been plenty. I I would have to say, and I have to throw it out there, one of the best and most stable and appreciative accounts I've had, there's two of them, is Cavallo Point, which is off the, uh, it was an old army base or military base off the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's a LEED certified property, and then Red Mountain Resort in Utah. If anybody ever gets a chance and they want a destination spa experience, head to Red Mountain and hike it out and go to the spa and eat some healthy food and understand that life is bigger than you um, because it's a beautiful spa. But there were a handful of people that said, this is an amazing concept and we're going live with it. And Michael Tompkins is one of them. He was one of the guys that I had come get a treatment. And he said, we're doing it. And he's now consulting for a project in St. Louis and they're bringing on our line. Yeah. He told me about that project, which sounds like the Mecca of wellness. <laughs> I want to go yes. there. Yes, it does. That's so, but what, you know what I like about your company, Saltability, is the fact that you are out there, you're putting it in these big, huge, you know, exclusive type spas, but you're still speaking to somebody like me that has a small boutique spa in Los Angeles and you're still making it accessible for somebody like me. That's right. I, you know, to put it bluntly, I don't discriminate. I did need to go for some of the big players to give my brand some credibility. And I knew them like Noel, I could call her on the phone and she would be on the phone with us in six minutes. Same with Michael. I know his cell number. We're family. I uh, appreciate Noel and love her dearly. Same with Michael. Same with a lot of peeps. Uh, Marcy from Red Mountain. Even Parvin and Vicki and I have become very, very close. And I that's the relationships I make. One of my girlfriends who's married to a minister, who's just a lovely girl, always says, you make right relationships, Anne. And I do. I don't like there to be discord in my life because I feel that I am a body made up of a bunch of vibrating cells. And the happier these cells are, the less I will have dis-ease in my body. You know, we look at ease in our life and we look at dis-ease. And I don't want to walk around with dis-ease in my life. And I can't say I always did, Lori. I mean, like I said, through some great therapists and some soul-searching on my own. And so that's why I have to say in the last year of saltability, there were times where I thought I needed some happy pill pills. I mean, truly, as, as kind of mellow and 
stable as I sound. There was a few times where I was quaking and it brought me to newer levels of myself. Like I'm not on any happy pills. I decided to take a natural route and I'm going to give a plug out to John Gray of uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. At the depths of my anxiety, I really didn't know what to turn to. And I ended up doing a private consultation with John Gray on the phone. And he was amazing. And you know, you never know the pain in people's lives because he's written 16 best-selling books. But he said, you know, Ann, I want to help you because my brother committed suicide because of some anxiety and things like that. And I don't want this to ever happen to anyone. Now, I was for sure not suicidal or anything close to that. But his whole mantra in life is kind of paying it forward, too. But to have John Gray on the phone to help me with some supplements and some things to help me moderate some of the stress was, I mean, that's uh, that's like me climbing the Tetons six years ago. I mean, it was an aha moment. You know what? He is one of the reasons I... When I was, I don't know when him and his, I think it was his wife or his business partner, they were on TV when I was very young talking about men are from Mars and all that. And I used to watch, even though I wasn't married, I wasn't even old enough probably to have a boyfriend at the time. That's when I knew I wanted to help people that way. And that's why I have my whole coaching business and my mentor business. It's just, it's, and I love to hear that he's genuine and authentic, you know, with the whole process of it. That's crazy. We're going to have to start having coffee Skype uh, once a week. It sounds like we have a lot of commonalities, but you meet people in your life and you are six degrees separated, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, no, even when you talk about, I learned my worth, my work ethics from my father. He was a hustler. And even when you were talking about that, I really resonate with your story. And I'm so glad to have you on here today. Yeah. Thank you. I, I do want to give a plug to John Gray and I would suggest anybody you know, there was some sugar cravings and some weird stuff going on that just wasn't a part of who I am. And he really helped me. I mean, I have to say the guy doesn't just know how men think and women think. He knows that our brains are different and we need to feed our brains differently. So I just want to say to anybody, MarsVenus.com. But so I have to say, you know, with saltability, Himalayan salt, it's coming. It, you know, this freight train, is coming because we're all looking for ways to vibrationally start to find some calmness in our lives. And the thing that resonates with people in Himalayan salt is not just the 84 organic minerals or the alkalinity of it. I think it's really this vibrational, the Schumann resonance, which is um, Himalayan salt works off of eight hertz. So when people talk about grounding or earthing where you go outside and you're barefoot and you walk around, the earth has the same eight hertz resonance. And what we do is we get so vibrationally electric or overcharged because of the computer screen in front of me or the cell phone towers or the lights that are fluorescent. All this electrical charge takes us off our balance. And what brings us back to our balance is a Himalayan salt bath or um, holding Himalayan salt that's been warmed. Or now they even have earthing and grounding mats that you can plug into a grounded outlet because that grounding gives you the sense of the eight hertz. So we're desperately searching 
to get grounded, but we don't really know how to do it. And the neat thing about getting Himalayan salt stone massage is it just does that. People walk out and they feel kind of zenned out and they're not really sure why. But I kind of now in my 40s, I don't question why so much. I just kind of allow it to come in without expectations and go out without judgment. And it's not that that easy. You know, I want to, I was so excited to share this with you. I have a few questions written down. Um, I was cyber stalking your spa page at the Four Seasons. And I, one of the reasons I can't wait to get your salts into my spa is because a lot of my clients feel a tiny bit off after microcurrent facials. I see that you offer them at the Four Seasons and I can't wait to have these salts just to hold on the bottom of their feet after a microcurrent facial. I think that's going to top that whole service off in such a, like a perfect way. Me too. I think even you getting the, like even a ball size in their hands and allowing them to hold it the entire time. Ooh, I um, like that. Would ground them. You'll even see the, the different water distribution. If you held warmed Himalayan salt, um, in your hand for five or six or seven minutes, and it was a solid piece like a massage stone, you would start to perspire. But it makes sense because people that sprain their ankle, what do they do? They put their foot in uh, Epsom salt. And that Epsom salt reduces the swelling in no time because of the magnesium and the potassium and the calcium, which goes in on a cellular level to distribute the water content of the cell evenly. So that's why it's dispersing all this edema or fluid. So there's, you know, it's tried and true. I love it. This warmer has finally been perfected. And what I love about it is you you probably heard Scott Harrison from Charity Water at iSpot. Were you able to hear his? I didn't get to go. The My mom came into town from back east, so I had to leave a little bit early. So I did not hear what he had to say, but I would love for you to share it. Well, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, here's a guy that was a party planner, and I don't mean party planner. I mean a nighttime drinking, getting drunk every night for celebrities kind of DJ in New York City, and he felt his life had just gotten out of control, and he ended up, and I don't want to mess this up, but he ended up going to a third world country like Haiti or Rwanda And he started helping take photography because he was into photography. And he ended up taking photos of all these people with humongous cysts on their face. I mean, long story short, fast forward a while, he really didn't think he could do it. And he ended up seeing that they were drinking all this dirty water and they were dying and their children were dying and there was no clean water around. So he started doing photography, and then he started getting, through social media, all of his wealthy celebrity and, you know, club-going friends involved in raising money. And he said the things that used to bother him about people raising money or doing charitable affairs was not all of 100% of it went to the charity. So he said, that's a given. We're going to give 100% of the money to to this new foundation he did, which is charitywater.org. And I would suggest anyone go on there and watch a video because it will tear you up. And then he said, secondly, there's not really very specific outcomes. 
you know, when you do this charity or you do this 5K, you know you've done it, but what, where is it really going? So what he wanted to do is put GPSs on drilling machines and take photography so that when you gave $100 to Charity Water, you could specifically say it would be for the Rwanda drilling in Abu Jibu tribe. And then you could go to that and it would show the drill, it would show the, the, the tribe, and it would have some specific resonation kind of for you. So you'd say, wow, I see where my money's being spent. Look at the smile on this girl. And then he took it a few steps further. And he's, what he found is what I think is impressive is that some of these women of the tribes would take these jerry cans, kind of gasoline cans, and they would transport through via their feet three or four hours to get this dirty water and they turn around and bring the dirty water back to their tribe. And what he said is just with some minimal drilling, they could find that if they go down 100 to 150 feet, there would be fresh water right underneath these tribes' ge geographic locations. And they just didn't know it. So he has been very impressive, but we decided to give some of our money for saltability um, to Charity Water because our new technology prototype of this warmer does not use any water, and the typical hot stone roaster uses five gallons. So in a 10-treatment room spa, that's a savings of 20,000 gallons of water a year. Well, and you know what? It's hitting home. California now, we are getting fined for overusing water. That's right, so. and I think, why not? Like, all these big fancy spas in California... They'll say, well, I don't know how my therapists are going to like this new Himalayan salt stone massage. And I'm thinking therapists love it because they get to uptake, A, the salt and the minerals through their hands. They have this warm, big, warm, beautiful uh, prototype warmer with a bunch of mass of Himalayan salt in the treatment room. So it's emitting negative ions because it's heated. And... They don't have all this messy cleanup. And that's the other thing I didn't like about hot stones is you have to use a lot of toxic chemicals to kill all the bacteria because it's water. Um, and in this warmer, you use actually it's EPA registered hospital grade disinfectant and it's thyme oil, thyme the herb, and it is EPA registered. So you just spray the stones and you wipe them dry and you're ready to go again. My massage therapist uses that for everything in her treatment room at the spa. I didn't realize what a powerful essential oil it was. It is. Now, I erred on the side of aligning myself with this great company in Toronto. It's a family that does it, and they mostly do it for water restoration of homes. But I aligned myself with them because it is a EPA registered, so there's no OSHA or inspection type of problems. But time oil is amazing. So you actually sell that on the website with the warmer and the stones and all that we do. good we stuff? Call, it is called Decon 30 and the family neat one, you know, 30 second story. They had a baby, had 10% immunity and they were honestly killing them from the chemicals more than they were killing them from the bacteria. So they were trying to protect them from so much bacteria that all these toxic disinfectants were killing them. So they came up with this on their own. And now he is 17 and he's a wakeboarder and a surfboarder and a snowboarder. And they have this great company of, it's called Benefact. So they allowed me to be a distributor in the United States and uh, co-brand with them. So 
the saltability label is on their brochure with the Benefact information. And, you know, it's kind of a pass-through. You know, you don't make a lot of money on disinfectant, but I just want everybody to use what's good for them. Yeah. You know, you see people that are asthmatic or have immune problems. They can't be around a lot of toxic disinfectants because they're so volatile. That's just the way the world is changing. And it's people like you that are making us more and more aware of how important this is to incorporate into our beauty biz practice. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, like I'm back to, you don't know what you don't know. Hey, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're like, gosh, I didn't know bleach was bad for me. Now you do. And you have a choice. And now you know better. And go look for, go get some thyme oil. You don't have to buy Decon 30 on my website. Go and get some thyme oil and start treating your children's rooms with care and not with toxic chemicals. And sure, do we use some chemicals at home still on our floors and such and such? Yeah, but I don't have any children that have immune problems or are challenged with uh, any asthmatics or respiratory infections. But a lot of people, as you well know, Lori, who have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, these are very gray area illnesses that are a lot of the immune system is compromised, but we don't know exactly how. So we have to be very protective of these people that we're just like Himalayan salt. You know, I say to people, when you get dehydrated and you go to the hospital, what do they give you? Well, they give you electrolytes. Well, what's electrolytes? Yeah. They're minerals that are, that are charged because we're an electric body. Our cells are constantly firing. And if they stop firing, it's not so much the water. It's this electrical charge from these minerals. Well, they're all in Himalayan salt. I have one question that I've been dying to ask you the whole entire time. Actually, a kind of two-part question. Can you use these stones for a facial massage? Are they small enough to fit on the, the face? They are. We do have some facial stones. What We tested them quite a bit because all of my uh, estheticians here at the spa are all uh, Dr. Vodder manual lymphatic drainage practitioners, and I feel very strongly about MLD and the effects it can have on the entire body. What The only thing I will caution is the stones are great. We actually place them in ice water and we put them in a little baggie so that they're not around the water, but they can get icy cold and then we run them on the face. But anyone that's doing any aggressive peels, laser, too much retin-A, you see it yourself, Lori, where the skin is so thin and volatile, sometimes the, the, the uh, minerals will show a reddening on the face or cause a little tingling due to the, comp- the compilation of salt and minerals together. But if they don't show that, you're fine to use it. But we do, have, we do see a lot of women that are very aggressive with keeping that skin very thin on the skin. Yes, the don't even get me started on that. But the reason I asked is because I read some of your studies that say they may fade age spots. And gosh, don't we all hope for something natural that would do that? For sure. I mean, you know, natural takes longer. So it's not like, uh, you know, hydroquinone or something that's just going to go in there and blast them, but it is going to start to work on a cellular level. And that's the difference. You can get, you know, uh, melanin inhibiting ingredients and sure they'll work, but 
I think if you can get the cell firing as good as it can, then you can use a kojic acid or licorice or some type of natural lightener and help in those areas. But I think what we're finding with the salt is it helps. It's almost like an adaptogen. It helps you where you need it. If you're not firing that well, it'll bring you energy. If you have too much energy, it will help you sleep. And there's a great book, one that I give out quite a bit. It's called uh, Water and Salt, The Essence of Life by Dr. Barbara Hendel. And she says taking a two-pound bath in with two pounds of Himalayan salt is similar or the equivalent of doing a three-day juice fast. Wow, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yeah, and I'll go. send you out a two-pound detox. We sell it on our on our website, awesome. but it's just good stuff. You know, you find that you're doing something, and I know I have an eight, uh, excuse me, a 10 and a 12-year-old. Sometimes I get going so fast or doing so much that just that 20 or 30 minutes in the bath is what my life coach called, who I did have one at the beginning of the year, just some self-love. Yeah, and taking really, time for you. Yeah, I mean, you have to find these self-love techniques or else we get distracted and it becomes sugar or alcohol or whatever, you know, that you can lean on that's probably not in your best interest. Well, I know everybody's probably dying to find this information that you have been so generously sharing. Will you give a shout out to your website so they can go on and order the salts or read more about them? Sure. It's uh, www.saltability. So it's salt and ability with no space.com. And really our website is kind of driven, not so much as consumer, but for spa managers, owners, and massage therapists. But you can see all of our retail and order it. Um, or you can, you know, there aren't many seconds with Himalayan salt. It, it does need to be mined properly. Um, and we do give back to the TCH fund. So Ch Charity Water is new for us, but the TCH fund, which is the, uh, the Citizens Foundation, um, is a, a non-for-profit in Pakistan, and it helps educate women, and it protects child labor. And this is a big issue in Pakistan because the women are not educated, and it's not a small foundation. It's very large and they are getting women educated. So they make these cute little makeup pouches for us and we buy them and then we give those to accounts so they can put them in their retail boutiques so they can show uh, our pay it forward move to help women get educated and protect child labor. That is incredible. I just, you know what, again, thank you so much for being here. You really got it going on. And I think you're going to be an inspiration to so many people in the beauty biz world. You just are very, very inspirational. Well, thank you. I want to say that my inspiration has come from my two kids, because as you know, with a small business, Lori, you wear a lot of hats. And our house has become a little bit of a, ha a salt Himalayan mine. <laughs> and my kids will often say, why are we doing all this? And I say, this is how small businesses start. And my daughter just said last night at the dinner table, she said, my husband said something to her. And she said, oh, dad, what I'm going to do when I grow up is start businesses like mom. I and love it just, that. <laughs> it warmed my heart. So please know that whatever you do in life, you impact people. So like our Mike Dooley says, you know, think carefully. Yeah, it's so true. So, Anne, I know you have a crazy busy schedule. You have so many things going on. You are wearing a lot of different hats. Again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for taking the time to be here. 
You guys, you can find her at www.saltabilityt.com. Did I say that correctly? Just to make sure. Okay. Perfect. All right. And thank you so much. I look forward to getting the salts. I'm going to place my order and I'm excited. And you have me inspired in many different ways today. Yeah. Thank you. Same here. I mean, it's always good to meet with similar minds to come out with positive outcomes. All right. Very cool. Well, have an awesome day and I'm sure we're going to connect again soon. All right. Thanks again. Bye. And thank you. for tuning in to the beauty biz show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, six simple strategies to generate a dramatic increase in your beauty biz income and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to the beauty biz show.